Mike Keller, how are you? I'm great. It's been so long since we've last talked. My name is Jason Gartali, and I'm with Mike Keller. We are hosts of Vegan Hacks Podcast. Yay. I tried some vegan brie. Oh, fancy. How how accurate? This one was more legit. It looked like, it, I saw the video, it looked indistinguishable. It was good. Did it have that rind, that that rind, that, uh, I don't know how you describe that weird, like, penicillin-y taste from the rind? It's usually mold. Mold, yeah. Did it have the mold? I don't know how they made the rind. Are you a mold eater? Don't they make all cheese with the same mold process, just with uh, plant milk instead of dairy milk? The same culture, the same, the same... I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it was made. In fact, I don't even know how they were actually selling this stuff. There's a place called Besties Vegan Paradise, and it's this awesome all-vegan grocery store. There's pretty much nothing like it in the world. They have this cheese. They have actually have a big cheese section, and uh, I saw this cheese from a company in Austin, Texas called Rebel Cheese. It's a restaurant market. And I've heard about Rebel Cheese, and I didn't know that actually they sold Rebel Cheese anywhere other than Austin. But maybe they have a special deal with, like, Besties because they're, you know, a special store. And it wasn't, like, it didn't seem like it was a product that you would, like, buy in the stores because it didn't have ingredients or anything. It was just, It was like just wrap. artisanal wrap. It wasn't cheap. It was $19 for, like, I don't know, six-ounce wheel. And I believe it was a cashew cheese base. So it doesn't really melt like brie. Like, you know, brie kind of melts in a gooey, goopy, liquidy thing. You tried melting it? I did. It melts like cashew cheese. But it did have a rind. And it did have a great flavor. And it did taste like brie. And it was really, really delicious. And, I, I mean, I recommend it if you're I mean, if you in Hollywood or obviously you're in Austin you probably already know about Rebel Cheese because they're kind of famous. They are it's kind of a breakfast place too. Austin has a really good veggie burger at Arlo. It's like a train caboose in Austin. One of the best veggie burgers I've ever had. I've been there. It's there's a train and then it's like there's a big freeway next to it. Like you can watch the cars speed by. <laughs> I liked it so much I went like consecutive days. I had it once and I was like, this is too good. I have to have it again tomorrow. And the next day. Yeah, I was on the other side of the freeway. I had to cross like the freeway in a really, really dangerous way in order to get to Arlo. It was worth the risk. It was enjoyable. Yes. So anyway, yeah. So I, I don't know if you ever get to Rebel Cheese, I recommend it. It's the breeze great. And I'm going to try another breeze. So I'm sort of a brie freak now. And it's great. Brie fiend. It's great that there's options. So. Mike Keller, you were telling me about a, a political situation with Biden and uh, yeah, Factory Farm. Uh, if Cory Booker was president, this would never have happened. And I can see how, if the same underlying sentiment, if not for it being regarding meat, is a noble sentiment. But basically, Biden uh, pointed out that you know, the meat industry is like an oligopoly and very few huge corporations are dominating it. And so he has this initiative to subsidize smaller fam fat like families, smaller farmers 
to create meat. And I guess if you were some kind of apologist, you would say, maybe they treat the animals better because they're smaller farmers. Or, you know, it's good to, like, encourage competition. Uh, And he, in fact, touted this as an initiative to lower prices for consumers because there'd be more competition uh, and not just a few players, like, monopolizing pricing. But, uh, you know, the sad thing is that he's essentially doubling down on meat being the like dominant form of protein for people in America. Uh, so it's, it's just kind of sad. And, you know, they say Joe Biden's out of touch. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe it's, it's just sad that, you know, you and I would say like, let's just try to make this industry die out. <laughs> and he, he's saying, let's make it fairer and more equitable. And yeah, I believe in fairness and equitability. But I just wish, (laughs) I wish it wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want to strengthen the backbone of animal killing. I I wouldn't want to make it, you know, I don't want to enhance the animal killing industry. So I just think it's just kind of sad. Yeah, not only that, I mean, our tax dollar as vegans oh yeah that i didn't even think about that that's like you know when your your tax dollar goes to airstrikes in foreign countries and collateral damage of children and that's like heartbreaking it's like i'm my tax money is going to subsidize slaughter they should make it a multiple choice we should be able to put Mm -hmm. our tax dollar into plant-based things The, you know, in a way, your tax dollar is multiple choice based on who you uh, vote into office, but it's just, there's no, yeah, I, it's just sad. We have a choice of big business or big business, basically. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Big business or big business with like a woke uh, branding wrapper. I, I don't know. Well, that's depressing. It's pretty depressing. Yeah. Uh... Again, Cory Booker, (laughs) maybe you should run. You wouldn't do this to us. So anyway, you also sent me an interesting interesting story. You know, I'm not here for the cute recipes. I'm here to be an armchair moral philosopher. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So apparently someone was able to genetically modify a pig so that it would um, have a heart that could be transplanted into a human being and not get rejected. And at least for a couple days so far, the experiment was successful. So, you know, as as we know, there's like people on organ transfer uh, transplant lists waiting uh, and sometimes dying because they don't get one in time uh, because, you know, currently you need a human donor. Yeah, I, uh, I actually have the blurb from Reuters. Let me just read this real fast so okay. I can get some background on it. Chicago, January 10th, Reuters. A U.S. man with terminal heart disease was implanted with a genetically modified pig heart in a first-of-its-kind surgery. And three days later, the patient is doing well. His doctors reported on Monday the surgery performed by a team at the University of Maryland Medicine is among the first to demonstrate the feasibility of a pig to human heart transplant, a field made possible by new gene editing tools. If proven successful, scientists hope pig organs can help alleviate shortages of donor organs. So I guess there's like a hundred thousand people like on a waiting list for hearts. 
and there's you know a very rarely a viable heart uh becomes available from a donor because you you know usually when you die you just either the person doesn't want to donate a heart or it's not really viable to transplant it i mean you need someone essentially brain dead where their family like you know knows their wishes that they wanted to donate it and they like harvest the heart while the, you know it's still beating because their plan was to like pull the plug anyway. Well, I, I think that the guy, the, the recipient of this pig heart was he, ineligible. He basically, it was his last thing. He was like, right. he had he no other choice to, to other than this, this crazy experimental thing. You know, obviously this is a speciesist kind of sure element of like, okay, well you value human life, over human life over life. an animal life. Right. And I mean, there's an argument that, you know, even if let's say being vegan for your dietary choices, you can live uh, very healthily. And in fact, probably more healthfully without eating animal products. In the case of this guy, it's either they sacrifice a pig or he dies. Uh, So, you know, is a human life inherently more valuable than a pig life? I think a lot of human beings would say so. Uh, look, ideally, we want to come to a time in the future when you could 3D print a heart or you could use a machine heart or you could uh, lab grow a heart so that no sentient being has to die. I don't have an answer to whether, you know, it's morally acceptable to sacrifice one sentient creature with feelings for another because the other one is from our tribe of sentient creatures. So I don't know the answer, but... If you were to make a spectrum of like moral evils, I think needlessly killing a mountain of animals for food when you don't have to is a greater evil than sacrificing one animal for a life or death situation. But I, again, I, I can't say that it's right. I can only say that it seems more less wrong. Well, you also have to put your shoes into someone, let's say, like you have a loved one. Right, who has, who has a heart problem, or a or a father, or a grandfather, or a brother, or a sister, sure. and the only way for them to survive is to get this pig heart. So you have to think that in that I couldn't, that, I couldn't deny them the pig heart. I, I, it's wrong. I know it's wrong, but I, I it's like a wrong that I, I'd maybe be willing to do. You know, because you can't walk down the street without accidentally squashing an insect like you cannot live in this world without doing some kind of harm um ultimately it would be good to minimize that harm but it also kind of starkly shows how expendable animals are in our society like we can go into any store and see dead animals they might be dressed up a certain way so they don't necessarily look like dead animals packaged and prepackaged in a very, very antiseptic way, but it's death. And we don't, we as a, I'm not saying individually as vegans, but we as a society do not value animals. Yeah. Uh, And a a lot of people, they say they do, but they kind of just value pets or charismatic megafauna. You know, you know what I mean, but they don't actually value all that, all sentient animals. <laughs> it also kind of reminds me of a time in 1984 when 
they transferred, they had a baby that needed a heart transplant. Her name was Baby Faye. Oh, and they gave her a baboon or something? They gave her a baboon heart. Was it a, how long did that last? Did the baby die or did they wait and then later get to give it a human heart? I believe they didn't have the same way to splice the genes to make the the heart immune to you know right the, so it was the, rejected it was rejected i think it i think she lived for a, a, like a month maybe did they think that it could potentially last or was it were they was it just some desperate like attempt i'm not sure but i i, I remember living through that i remember it being very controversial too because they you know they sacrificed a baboon for you know this experimental surgery even like in recent years people have been using valves from ant like cow or pig hearts in humans and that seems to work okay like a single valve i maybe uh doesn't have as much of a chance of being rejected i maybe they they strip it so that it's just certain like cartilage structural cells that don't get rejected rather than the whole shebang but you know a whole heart that's like you need the whole muscle cells and everything it's much more likely for your body to reject it as a foreign pathogen or whatever yeah, and also it's probably a a result of the food agriculture business. So, you know, there are many innards and parts they can use from these particular animals. The interesting thing about the, the pig is these pigs are raised and bred and actually genetically modified yeah, for this To be purpose. transplantable. Yeah, they, they transplanted, I don't know, before they tried it on a human, they tried it on like 60 monkeys to you know so-called like perfect the system or whatever and it was apparently successful in these 60 monkeys it also slams into these issues of animal testing with pharmaceuticals and uh, the vaccine right that it was tested on animals and so anyone who's using it is benefiting well i mean even tylenol like every every medication we've ever taken has been tested on animals uh yeah i don't have the answer to any of this we need to do our best to minimize harm. And sometimes you're going to be in these gray areas. Being in whatever this platform influencer sphere, whatever I'm in right now, you're always going to do something that's going to make someone angry. Yep. And I even had this situation with uh, when I was getting my booster shot. I was like, okay, I'm getting my booster shot. You know, I should do a video about me getting my booster shot because I think it's important that vegans get their booster shot. I remember when we did a booster shot episode, there was so much controversy and anti-vaxxers and, you know, like vegans that did not want to get vaxxed. The vaccine was tested on animals. It is not an ethical thing to do. And it's like, but for our society, it's an ethical thing to do because you could literally kill someone if you pass the disease on to them. Yeah, it's like somebody made the decision to sacrifice a few hundred animals to save a few million humans. That's another gray area like, thing. You know, we get back to the trolley problem all the time. It's like, you know, in what circumstance is it okay to sacrifice some lives for other lives? And ultimately, there's no right answer to this. It's just a matter of applying your values somehow. Well, and also, a lot of times, my values as a vegan... And my values as someone who's, I don't know, relatively socially progressive, they, they, they impact and conflict. I mean, just mm. situations where I'm like celebrating KFC. Obviously, I'm not really celebrating KFC. I'm celebrating yes. the fact that KFC has a vegan option. 
Yeah, but, for people who have no choice but to go to places like KFC or nothing. And even, let's say, like, I don't know, a company like Trader Joe's, you know, you can say, oh, Trader Joe's has a lot to do with gentrification. And I mean, I promote a lot of Trader Joe's stuff because they have a lot of great vegan options. So it's like, okay, well, I'm not promoting Trader Joe's as a corporation. I'm trading, I'm promoting Trader Joe's as a place that you can go to get, you know, relatively inexpensive vegan food. I'm not happy with their corporate decisions and sometimes cultural and sensitive moves and things like that. I'm not happy about that, but sometimes you got to pick your poison and I've picked my poison. I'm going to be in bed with Trader Joe's because they're two blocks down the street from me. They have some really interesting vegan options and they excite people about plant-based food. Word. And then the other situation was I went ahead and so I did a video on getting my booster shot over at the Universal Studios parking lot. And I was in the lot and I'm like, oh, I might as well go to Voodoo Donuts because Voodoo Donuts has a whole array of vegan donuts. And when I put up the post, there were concerned people about the labor practices of voodoo donuts. And I heard this, this terrible story about them doing some union busting, some really shady behavior. And there was this situation where in their Portland store, the air conditioning broke and it was like this major heat wave and they were forcing people to work there. And the, the people walked off the job because it was inhuman for them to work there. And the people at Voodoo, I guess the executives of Voodoo, fired the workers that refused to work in inhuman situations. Wow. So, so, so again, I hear the stories and I'm like, I'm... That I'm, sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah. But again, it's like the situation. Okay, I hear this terrible story and I'm like, okay, I'm promoting the ability to get donuts in... Universal City Studios, Walk. you know, I, yeah. I, it's like, I, I understand maybe in, in, maybe yes, I am promoting the company, but for me, it's like, I'm picking my poison. I want to make sure that people are aware that they can have vegan options. They can get a nice vegan dessert. I'm always in this situation where the, whatever, veganism, the, the, the promoting plant-based foods promoting, I don't know, these whatever corporate entities that are getting into plant-based foods and then whatever the reality of this kind of capitalist society that exploits people. This is sort of what they call like intersectionality, right? Like you, one person's oppression is interrelated with another and there's like different forms of it and uh, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. Yeah, but it's impossible to live a perfect life, just like it's impossible to be the perfect vegan. The, unless you completely withdraw from life, you cannot live a perfect life. Wow. That's very poetic, Mike Keller. So what is your answer when it comes, well, going back to the, to the uh, genetic pigs, do you support genetic pigs? Do you think that yeah. that's important that we... For use of in hearts? Uh... Well, hold on. Is it important for us to raise genetically modified pigs so we can harvest their hearts for the humankind? I'm, I would prefer an alternative method. Um, I, I, don't, I really don't have an answer. I, I, 
I, as I said before, there is a spectrum of wrong. This is wrong, but it's not as wrong as other things that are more wrong. So I, I don't know the answer. I, I wouldn't begrudge a family member uh, a pig heart if it meant life or death. I mean, I wouldn't begrudge a stranger a pig heart if it meant life or death. But I, I don't feel good about it. In some ways, we are so advanced, but also we're also so primitive. Right. I, I mean, I, I very much would like, alter, you know, 3D printed or lab grown hearts instead. And let's hope and pray that that day comes soon. So the pig era hopefully doesn't even transpire, <laughs> you know? When they put the pig heart in the recipient, he just kept on like looking for truffles. <laughs> I had to, okay. Anyway, regardless of that. So there we go. We talked about it. And there was Yay. like a laugh at the end. <laughs> Started foraging. Um, well. So anyway, so Mike Keller, how, what are you going to do for this evening? Do you have a special plan for your meal? I'm going to go back tonight? to editing my movie until five in the morning again. Do you have any special meal plans? I might eat the vegan blaze. I, I, I might try the vegan fried chicken. I don't know. I, I don't know about the oil situation. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll check when, how long it's been since they changed their oil. And maybe I'll try the vegan chickens. I actually looked it up. Mm-hmm. Supposedly online, KFC, cha- we're talking about the, the vegan chicken at KFC. They, and they use shared oil. So they'll cook the chicken and whatever else in their fryer. And they'll also cook the, the vegan chicken with the real chicken. Maybe they're all touching each other and stuff. Who knows? Yeah. But they change their oil supposedly every three to four hours. Maybe I can time it. I'll call them. When are you going to change the oil? I want to get the first batch. You got to be friends with the manager. Maybe you can get a part-time job at uh, KFC and you can like figure out a way to separate the, the fry. Yeah, if if it meant uh, creating a system whereby everybody can enjoy an uncontaminated chicken, I would be glad to even volunteer my time at KFC trying to devise the system. See, I did the smart thing. I got up early in the morning and I got there mm. right when they opened and I was the only customer and most likely they fried my vegan chicken in extremely old oil i don't know <laughs> an oil that was maybe relatively new hopefully you know maybe they changed the oil in the morning 